Hello, everybody. It's your faithful author, Scotty Moore, here with a, I guess, in-between season checkup, explanation, I don't know. Um, initially, I wanted to ask the audience for a bunch of questions, but I figured instead, on this Inside Sammy Magic, I'd kind of just, like explain myself (laughs) explain what i did and why i did these things because i made some choices with the uh with the story of old hp now sammy magic um i I made some choices with that and i kind of wanted to explain why where i was coming from um of course as i've made it clear infinite times i made this show because I wanted to make something for the queer community who I know numerous people in that community grew up with Harry Potter. And even I, like as I grew, I didn't want to read it as a kid, but uh, I worked at Universal Studios. And when I worked there, I ended up falling in love with that universe. The story story kind of sucks, but the universe is awesome. And after a, a certain author... She who shall not be named revealed herself to be an absolute terrible turf. I said, I I don't want to lose this universe. I don't, I'm not going to allow her to take away something that brought us so much joy. So I created Sammy Magic so we could still have a little bit of that joy and then also maybe revisit some problematic things and fix those. So, um, like, in in the future, I know Cho Chang is probably not going to have a very stereotypical Chinese name. It was very important for me, as I was rewriting it, looking at a lot of her problematic biases and problematic depictions of, say, oh, I don't know, bankers, and decided to change those. So, of course, when we first go to McDrake's bank... That was one of my first sentences was, it's everyone. It's a bunch of different people because that's not a, I'm not going to stereotype people who work at banks, right? So it was very important for me to try to fix a lot of those issues. And um, as I'm looking back on it, I, I, I hope I did a good job. If not, like, let me know. In fact, if there's anything coming up that you guys say like, hey, make sure to fix this send it to me and I'll make sure to get it fixed. I will say um, the story's gonna deviate very quickly away from traditional HP lore. Um, Like, I already know a big change that's gonna be coming in the next book that um, that it's just a little change, but it may have big implications in the future. But yeah, if there's anything you guys think like probably doesn't need to be in there or things that I need to change or story elements that you think don't work, send them over to me and I'll try to find a way to fix them. Because like going through this, there was a lot of stuff I knew I had to fix. And like where in the books, it'd be like, we're going to just be doing sports for a while. I was like, okay, how do I do that? And for me, it was, okay, I'm not going to do a dumb made-up game that I don't understand the rules of, just make it football, which would have been fine. And then, of course, having to figure out, well, wait, how does the Seeker play into that? And coming up with the Bronzed Falcon. I I kind of really quickly wanted to play up how dumb Quidditch is, because essentially it's, hey, if you catch this snitch, 
you've won the game, essentially. So I just wanted to play that up in there, and that's why all of the sports ones usually are just me playing with a bunch of dumb tropes when it comes to sports movies. But yeah, let's get into um, a few of the changes I made, and I can explain why I made them. Uh, The biggest one is the fact that old evil Douglas plays in Sammy's mind. And that was one that, like, my wife is a big fan of the source material. And so she was very much like, wait, why is this happening? And for me, it's A, I wanted a lot of foreshadowing for the fact that Sammy is a horcrux, which, hey, I may not even do by the time we got to it. But I felt it very important to introduce the concept of Sammy as a horcrux in this book. Because there are seven books, there are seven horcruxes, and yet we get introduced to, what, like two before the last one? So, yeah, I want to make sure to try to at least figure out, and I won't tell you guys, I'm not going to outright in each book be like, this is a horcrux, but by the end of it, you will have figured out, okay, here are the horcruxes. Um, I also like having him in his head because he's he's kind of a, a symbol for all of those negative thoughts, all of that depression that creeps in, all of that anxiety that creeps in, and those feelings of wanting to lash out. That's kind of who I wanted him to be. And I I honestly think at the beginning of the book when Sammy's sitting there, and you know Sammy has a lot of conflict in the beginning. He feels like he doesn't belong. He feels like um, he doesn't even belong in his family, which is where he's supposed to belong. Because that's, I, as I was reviewing the series, I realized that's what this book is. It's a series, it's figuring out who your tribe is, it's figuring out where you belong, and it's figuring out who you are and accepting that, um, which I think is something that everyone can relate to, but especially in the queer community are these feelings of, oh, something about me is different. How do I process that? How do I go through with that? And for some people, it's led to like negative outlashing and trying to run away from what they are. And that gets really negative. And that's kind of where Sammy is in the beginning of the book is trying his best to avoid all of these negative thoughts, run away from the truth, run away from what he feels. Because of course, in the beginning of the book, his magic manifests and they treat it like it's a bad thing. They treat it like it's a sin, not something that could be used to create all of these beautiful things or save the world as he eventually does. So Yeah, I kind of wanted Evil Douglas to play that character, to play that depression inside of his head. Um, But now I've already kind of talked about them, but why did old Ma and Pa Stinker, why are they good people? Because in the first book, actually all the books, they kind of suck. They're kind of the worst. Why did I decide to, at least in the case of Pa Stinker, make him care? Because it's not... I thought about it. It's not an easy place they're in, which is imagine if one day you're just chilling and then a whole new child gets dropped on your doorstep. It would throw everything into disarray. And given the fact that Sammy and Lil Stanker are about the same age, like that's got to be a lot. That's basically like, hey, surprise twins. Hey, there you go. So I said... Yeah, it kind of makes sense that they would be upset with him a lot because, you know, they probably had their finances planned for one child and then they end up with two. So I I wanted it to be more of a 
how are they dealing with that? And obviously, in the case of Pa Stinker, it was really difficult for him. It was really difficult for him to try to deal with this, especially because he's the one who married into the magical family. He shouldn't have to care about Sammy. So um, I think it's really intriguing to have him be the one who actually does end up caring about Sammy, who actually does end up getting this relationship. And and I thought it was really a lot more of an enthralling thing to have Sammy have people who do care about him because then when he gets whisked away off to wizard harvard like there's more of an internal struggle of yeah but i'm leaving my family behind i'm leaving these people who care and then of course this is going to play a lot more into the second book but um the whole it kind of drove a wedge between ma and pa where pa's trying his best to try to keep this family together and ma's just thinking like no she he is a reminder of my of my sister he's a reminder of my life let him go i don't care so it kind of drives a wedge and i thought that would be more fun to play with like when i started writing this i wanted more gray areas in everything that's the reason why old bad boy barry snakeman isn't absolutely the worst because he's a because he's a child and yes children can be rough but at the same time children are naive children aren't outright terrible to one another so i said and uh, and that's in my experience i know there are some kids who are absolutely the worst but for me i said he's a boy he's not going to be the absolute worst also he's a rude boy he is a slytherin and slytherins know not to be terrible to people because it doesn't allow you to manipulate them anymore the reason why he's a jerk in this isn't because that's just the kind of person he is it's that it's a power play for him i mean sammy magic was one of the most impressive students that school had ever got big man on campus you got to take him down that's the reason why he does it and the minute that he realizes that he's one that sammy and greg and harmony are kind of lower tier and he's on top he begins to be nice to them again i mean like that's the whole scene with him and greg in the forest of saying like i'm just playing a game and that game is power and that's the reason why, yes, he is still a bit of a jerk, but also he's funny. Also, he's still genuinely worried about Sammy at the end of the at the end of the book. He's still worried because, hey, that's someone who he knows. That's someone who he considers a rival. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure there was a lot more gray area. I wanted, the, I mean, the same thing with the Lionhearts. That's the reason why in these books, the Lionhearts kind of suck. I want to show the dark side of the houses, not just the dark side of Slytherin. I want to show the dark side of the always wanting to win hyper-masculine house that is the Lionhearts, or maybe the wanting to study so much, refusing friendship, kind of trying to cheat their way to the top of the big nerds. I wanted to show the fact that the uh the hufflepuffs the soft squad are kind of lazy at times like i want to show the dark side as well as the light side i want to show the gray areas of everything um now on to diagon alley which was what did i i've honestly genuinely forgot what i named it what it what was it called oh all i have is fantasy buffalo wild wings down here i cannot remember what i called diagon alley I remember it was equally dumb of a name. But yeah, it got very corporate. It got very, like, carefully structured and carefully put together. And that was like, I don't think I meant to do this in the moment. In the moment, I just thought, like, you know, the wizards obviously should have... There's no reason the wizarding world 
wouldn't be like the normal world. You know, the only difference is they have magic. So I wanted to play into that. So much like our world is very corporate, the wizard world is very corporate. And then we see that, you know, the smaller wand shops have to open up a separate barbecue joint. And yeah, there are some things in this that are well thought out. Sammy Magic having a pig made of pulled pork was not one of them. Um, Greg's brother being in a rivalry with Team Rocket was not one of them. There's small chance. Groundskeeper William was not <laughs> one of them. Some of the things in this story are just like, this would be funny. Let's do this. Also, that's the reason why uh, I love the bear, because Hagrid is such a nice, gentle creature, but everyone's terrible to Hagrid. So I thought, like, what if he was just real grumpy because of having to deal with everybody in Sammy's, like, his one light? I thought that was really nice. Um, now, on to... I think I've covered most of this stuff in in the opener, basically, of my setup, of wanting to make things more gray. I definitely in i don't i think in this i kind of focused on it more than the turf she how she who shall not be named focused in her book but i really wanted to focus on sammy wanting his parents back because like i said this is discovering your tribe it's discovering where you feel accepted and i i don't think sammy wanted his parents i think sammy wanted a feeling of acceptance and being a 10 year old boy he manifested that and the feeling of, I want my parents, because my parents would obviously be the ones who cared about me. My parents would be the ones who made me feel loved and respected, which is not always the case. But in Sammy's case, he he doesn't know. And that's another uh, big theme of the book is not knowing not knowing what could happen. And that's the reason why I put Nikki Flannel in as like just firstly, it was because I just got done playing God of War. And at one point you do get like a little head that you carry with you. And I thought that'd be funny. But also I wanted Nikki Flannel there because I wanted Sammy to see what would happen if he kept going down this rabbit hole of, I've got to get my parents back. I've got to resurrect them. I've got to do something, anything to get them back it isn't going to turn out right because obviously Nick, Nicky flannel made the big cool rock because he said, okay, I've got to make, I've got to find a way to stay alive because he was afraid of going into that dark unknown. And that's where Sammy is. He's afraid of going into that dark unknown. And I wanted to have Nicky there to show that you have to keep moving forward. You have to keep going. You have to let fate lead you or else negative rep- repercussions could happen. So in Nikki's case, he ended up living so long that it ended up making him miserable and uh, to a point where he was just a head on a keychain, basically. So I wanted him there so Sammy could have a physical representation of what would happen if he kept hyper-focusing on his parents. So I loved doing that. Um, the one thing, and I, I'm going to give credit to my friend J.V. Hampton Van Zant, big listener of the show, I was talking to them and I said, are you caught up on Sammy Magic? And they said, yes. Would it be too over the top if I gave Sammy a bionic arm? <laughs> and it's thanks to them that they said, no, do it. It would fit the aesthetic of the show. And the reason for it is, A, in the beginning of the book, Sammy is presented, and the beginning of Harry Potter, they're presented as very, like, super strong wizard. Like, that's the big theory about Sammy, is 
you were a baby and you killed a dark wizard. And I love this, the the concept of him losing an arm because it shows that he's fallible. It shows that he can be hurt. And I think it's going to be really interesting in book two, seeing how everyone reacts to it. Because everyone came into this thinking Sammy was already like a grumble bum level wizard, already like this big, powerful magician. And now that they realized, oh no, like that now it's going to lower his stock a little bit. And I, and I like that. Also, it keeps his wand on him at all times, which is a smart move in my part. That way, if anytime he needs to do anything, he's just got it at the edge of his arm. And then also, it's badass. Like, how can I go against it? The main reason I did it, to be honest with you, was I didn't want to tattoo a boy, but I knew I had to find a way to keep that runic symbol on his arm to keep out the thoughts, to keep out the thoughts of evil Douglas creeping in. So I decided, well, I don't want to tattoo him. So I'm going to chop off his arm and put a wooden one in its place. Uh, That's another thing. The runic symbol to keep out the thoughts of evil Douglas. That was just me going like, man, this is for for a book about wizards. The magic is really lackluster, ain't it? It's just like she who shall not be named made up a bunch of ridiculous words. It was like, if you say this, it makes something float. Meanwhile, I come from the land of D&D. So I'm like, well, what if there were like symbols? What if there were uh, actual things you had to do before you could cast a spell? Like, I really want to kind of delve into that nerdy aspect of magic a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's a few of my changes. If you have any questions, like once again, message me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O if you have any questions about why i did things that i did and let me know if you got anything you want me to change let me know the stuff as i was looking back on it i if i that i personally would have wanted to change um i would have wanted to not do this book i would have and and like i said in book two there's going to be a lot more deviation from the original lore but it's just such a by the books basic story that i kind of wish i had changed a little bit more because at at points i just uh, with me mentally i compare this show to the adventure zone a lot in my head which is the first season if you guys have never listened to taz which by the way you should first season they focused on a campaign from dungeons and dragons and use that as a jumping off point and from there the stories got better the stories got more intense and that's kind of what i want to do also much like adventure zone i want to start increasing the post-production value including a little bit more music in the background which by the way umbria are phenomenal can't thank them enough for letting me use their music um i want to include more music in the background more sound effects like my pilot version of what i want the episode to become is the episode where sammy wakes up in a sitcom and that was that was a tribute to Supernatural, full on. That was a tribute to one of my favorite Supernatural episodes, which I think is called Channel Chasers. I think it's Channel Chasers or Changing Channels, something like that. But Sam and Dean get trapped inside various TV shows. Oh, no, Channel Chasers is a Fairly Odd Parents movie, but it's also that's also very, very good. You should check that out. Um, I'm, I'm going to find the name of this. I don't care. Is it channel surfing? Changing channels was what it was called. Um, That was my tribute to that. But also I wanted like, I love this idea of 
taking Sammy's perfect world and corrupting it through evil Douglas. So that was really fun. But yeah, like I said, I would love to do better post-production on the show that may lead to this becoming bi-weekly as opposed to just uh, every week. I would have to do every two weeks, but I I really would like to do something like that. I kind of wish I had played more with Sammy and his ego when it came to the wizard football team, because I, I love playing into this concept that, the Lionhearts are all real hyper-masculine, super competitive, and I would have loved to have seen Sammy kind of fall down that hyper-masculine rabbit hole and seen what happens with that. I also wish I had more of a plan going into most of these episodes, because there are a few of these that have went up very late, and the reason why is because I will sit here and just... Because it's all... It's improvised. So I just sit here with all of this anxiety in my head of... Oh, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Like, because I'll have a few lines prepared, like the nurse rambling on about how she wants to put bones in people's body. I had that completely written out. But outside of that, it's all improv. Also, like I said, I just want to move it away from Harry Potter because it's just not a good story. It's not. In fact, the next the next one's probably going to stick pretty close to the cuff because I actually somewhat enjoy chamber of secrets but outside of that like as it moves on i think we're going to get further and further away but is that something you like would you prefer me to stick to the canon would you prefer me go off on tangents also this is something i thought about doing if you guys liked this if you guys like me kind of covering the season and why i chose to do some of the things i did let me know um as i said twitter account scotty mo s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o let me know if you liked this if not i've thought about doing one one shots of various other characters like mostly just because i very much want to do like a little episode where we see what um what pigwig had been doing because i realized like five episodes in oh no pigwig hasn't been around in a while so i'd love to do a little episode where pigwig's just like hanging around the castle and getting into pig magic i do i want to do one exploring greg's brother fighting off against uh team rocket Uh, i'd love to do these little one shots let me know if that's something you'd be interested in or if you want me to just stick to the story and let me know if you want me to stick to the story or if i have a little bit more leeway if i can go a little bit more crazy if i can maybe kill kill evil douglas in like book four and then have a completely different story moving forward just let me know on twitter at scotty mo s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o but the most important thing is that the audioverse awards are coming up and sammy magic is nominated um i think voting opens november 15th if i remember correctly and it would mean the world to me if you would go in there vote for me um, check out some of the other amazing shows on there, like Light Hearts, like um, Seen and Not Heard. There are some phenomenal shows nominated. Relativity, which I may be biased because I'm on it. But yeah, go check out the Audioverse Awards. And then November 15th, make sure to vote for the mini adventures of Sammy Magic. Um, and yeah. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know where you think I need to go. Let me know where you want the show to go. And I want this show to be just as much yours as it is mine. I want this to be a safe space in the queer community for us to enjoy some good, dumb boy wizard stories without having to worry about a turf ruining it. So 
Yeah, uh, let me know your thoughts on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. As always, if you'd like, you can donate to our Patreon. It would mean the world to me if you would jump over there. Just throw us about five bucks. It gives you access to a bunch of exclusive content. Our Discord server, where we, we've ended up going on theme park adventures we've ended up going on watching bad movies i watch wrestling on there there's a lot of fun stuff over on our discord and you can get access to it by donating at patreon.com slash a load of bs and as always remember to pick up that merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com all of the sammy magic merch goes to don't is donated to local trans and poc charities so yeah please go pick up that sammy magic merch i worked my absolute butt off on it it's got one of my favorite ones does say cool what was it lionheart cool broom can't lose <laughs> that might be the hardest i ever laughed that i had to edit out, out out of an episode by the way that is my favorite joke uh but yeah and then if you guys have any questions let me know i may do a q a special in the future i may throw it on patreon i may put it right here on this feed but as always remember the mini adventures of sammy The Mini Adventures of Sammy Magic is a work of complete and total parody, which means you can't sue me.